What's up, friend? It's your favorite betting bartender, Anzo. This week, we are talking with Brandon Cruz from Brandon Cruz DFS, the NASCAR guru here on DFS Tavern as well, about iRacing. Maybe you'd like to join iRacing and figure out what it's like to play the game that everybody's talking about. So listen to this pod, have a watch, learn how you can play, and welcome in Brandon Cruz. Welcome to DFS Tavern. I'm your host, Anzo, your favorite betting bartender. And of course, right over here to my right is Brandon Cruz, DFS. Brandon, uh, how's it going, man? We're here to talk about iRacing. So what's up? How you been dealing with this uh, corona thing? You know, it, it's going well. It's crazy, just like everybody else. I know we're having to all adjust to this new, this new life. You know, and it's been busy, but we've, I mean, everybody's finding new avenues to, you know, spend time with, whether you're playing games, you're finding new passion, working on different projects, as, as a lot of people are doing, they're, they're getting into iRacing, so figured we'd go and yap about that for a while. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where we've seen some weird contests, you know, coming from like the DFS side of things, obviously, we've seen different sports being put up there. Uh, they were doing Sims. Uh, on like NFL and NBA games. I'm not so big into those. Then they started doing Madden versus Madden, like computer games. I'm like, okay, I'm not so into that. Then they finally decided to throw in iRacing because the major drivers, or the best drivers in iRacing around the world were kind of doing it, and a lot of NASCAR drivers were involved also in these races. And it was something that I was like, oh, uh, this is kind of interesting, but it's actually like a game that anybody can play, correct? That is. It, it's technically a, a service that anybody can can go into, can be a part of, and you could technically race just random nobodies or, or hop into a race with some actual real-life racers. It's available to everybody. All right, Brandon, people might know you from your own YouTube videos or our videos here talking DFS NASCAR, but talking about iRacing now, why are you the person to talk about iRacing Sim? Like, how are you involved and so I got involved in iRacing back in 2013. Um, I had been aware of what it was since its inception in 2008 and since the creators of that papyrus made NR 2003 back in the day. 2013, I was like, you know what, I want to get involved in this. And so I, I joined in 2013. I ended up um, becoming involved with the league shortly after that, um, that we raced for money. I ended up getting a real-world sponsor from that, so I got to compete in that series uh, with Small Town Computers. That was the company on my car, so I got paid to race online in you know, 2013, 2014, around that same time. I was picked up by LSR TV, which is a, a broadcasting company. Um, I got to become friends with a lot of the people who were a part of that. Uh, Laura Lawson, Evan Pasoko, who, who's the voice of um, NBC NASCAR right now, and uh, Cisco and, and some other guys involved in that. And so I got to um, broadcast races. I got to be an announcer in certain races, which you can find on YouTube if you look hard enough. I had them sponsor me in other leagues. So I've been racing in, in and out of different leagues for different amounts of money over the years. Um, when I started you know, fantasy sports around that same time, I wanted to give back to this community because it's been so great to me. It, it's given me a lot of real-world opportunities and experiences, and so I've started um, promoting and, and sponsoring a, ser a league that I race in every Sunday, and I make sure to just try and give back to people with having no entry fees or anything and just racing for, for money and, and not you know, not having any, any shady things going on because that's, that's happened on and off in, in different 
our racing league. So I just try and I, I just try and give back to the community that that helped me um, get to where I am and then do a lot of this stuff now. And now by giving back, you've actually uh, put up the winnings for races in this league that you're involved in recently. Talk a little bit about that as well. I wanted to give back to these guys. I wanted to see this league grow because um, it, it's filled with pretty much everybody I've raced with on on the service since you know 2013. So these guys I've known for almost eight years at this point. And so I've, I've sponsored our, our biggest race of the year in January. Um, which I'll talk about later in this video. And then I've sponsored, um, you know, season ending points cause we raced for about, you know, two months at a time. And then I, I pay out the top five guys in points on that to give people, you know, a reason to race, a reason to be competitive. Um, but they're not putting their own money into it. So, uh, they don't feel like they're being like screwed out if they end up getting wrecked or anything like that. So this is just for fun, uh, a way that I wanted to give back and it, uh, it, it helps me uh, get my name out in the community. Nice. So that's what we're going to get into is kind of talk to those people that have been wanting to join. They've seen a, a couple races now, probably uh, they've been showing it on Fox or whatever. Uh, so it's hit the mainstream now because we're all kind of locked at home. Um, so talk a little bit about iRacing, what it is, when it began and like kind of the story behind it all. iRacing starts off by describing themselves as the the world's premier motor racing simulation and basically what that is is it's 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 a laser scanned realistic um simulation it's it's people get mad when you call it a quote-unquote video game um just because the time and effort that's been put into everything whether it's laser scan tracks whether it's realistic tire wear heat to the tires um just everything related to your linear or your your grip your um horsepower the tire where everything is is laser scanned uh to try and be as realistic as possible so when you say laser scanning this is means someone actually went out like on the tracks and depicted like the actual images or as close to an actual racetrack or different courses Mm -hmm. So unlike most, you know, standard games like Assetto Corsa or, or the Dirt series or the NASCAR Heat series, these are actually people going out to the physical locations with a laser scanning tool. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but they go with multiple laser scanning tools and cover every inch of the of the racing surface. And so it scans every nook and cranny, every elevation change, every bump on the track, every different type of asphalt or, or runoff strip or grass, everything on the track itself that you can race on, on the sim has been actually gone over with a laser to replicate it realistically, that including the cars as well. So everything on the cars is, is laser scanned as well. So... By saying like on the cars, each time like a new generation of cars comes out, they change up the actual sim? Uh, well, they don't change up the actual sim. What they do is they would just go like, say, for example, let's say the, the 2021 cup car that will come out in a, in a few years in real life. So what I what I racing will do is probably around whenever the real teams get those cars, they're going to have a car sent to them or they'll either go to a shop um, for any any team, one for the, sh the Ford and Chevy and all that, and they'll physically go over, scan the body panels, scan the weight, scan everything that they can input into the computer um, with numbers and, and with their scan and physically bring that into the game. And so it's not just, you know, changing a code here and there and adding this this new car over a different version. No, it's, it's physically the, um, 
the new card being added into the game. If you're new to this and you don't know what it is and everything, and we're not sponsored, we're just talking about it because a lot of people have questions on it. If you watch, um, you know, the NBC coverage of the Pro Invitational series and all that, you're like, what is this here? I've never seen this before. On all those guys, like each guy has has their own sim rig, either provided by them from their team or they've gone out with some of the bigger, you know, sim racing uh, titans out there to either make their own rig, their own PC, or whatever to make whatever whatever rig they're using to race in the most realistic as possible. And so every movement of a driver in the sim has been correlated with what they're doing in real life. Even So every time you see Jimmy Johnson spin out or, or make a mistake or something, that's him physically making a mistake in the real world. All right, because the, the funny thing when you talk about different rigs, and we'll get to that in, in a, a few minutes here but the biggest thing here about the iRacing sim is like how it's available or who it's available to where can someone go and purchase this sim at or how they get it what do they need and so all you need is a is is a computer that can actually run the sim if you actually go to iRacing.com it'll you can check and see the system requirements but anybody with a pc and technically anybody with a mac or a different os system can run it uh, adjustments to your system but if you have windows you should have no issue running it uh, by itself you just need a good processor a good graphics card pretty much just any like triple a video game on on a on, on PCs, um, that's all you need to run these. Sadly, it's not available to any of the consoles out there. Uh, iRacing believes that they can't uh, they can't offer the same service on consoles, so that's why they're just PC exclusive right now, and they're just like you know they're membership exclusive. So even though you can get a membership through like Steam or something, they're not like just a game that you can buy anywhere. You have to go through them and get a membership through their website. Right. I don't think the consoles can like, they just can't handle it yet. Now, when you say like you need a PC, but you can get on a Mac, the one thing you have to do on a Mac is you have this something called bootcamp on your Mac already. Then through that, you can get a Windows operating system, blah, blah, blah. That's how you get to it on your uh, Mac. But it technically is PC only. So you do need that. With the racing formats, I know, you know, coming from the NASCAR side of things, people are watching a lot of NASCAR, but is there other racing involved in there because i think i've seen some other type of races going on too oh yeah so everything is everything you could really think of in in a general idea of real life racing is is available on the sim so anything from you know dirt track racing uh road course racing on the european side or the american side um oval asphalt racing whether it be nascar or late models things of that nature and then they even offer rallycross and uh off-road um, super trucks that you'd find for like the Lucas Oil off-road racing series. So pretty much all the main components of, of motorsports are, are available. The only thing that they don't have is like drag racing or like demolition derbies or more like those niche sports. But anything you can do with a, with a field of cars on the road courses or ovals, that they, they offer that. People don't have to be like a NASCAR per se or into it. They can be into other types of racing and get involved still in the system uh, that they provide. Now, because you said it's like a membership that's involved through iRacing.com, how much is it to join up? I know this might differ in the future for people watching this later on. Again, this is as of, you know, spring 2020. So how much would it be to kind of join? And is it monthly, yearly, different options? Okay, and so you can go about it about four different ways, and like you said, it varies on what time of year you're looking at. I don't know when these prices will be outdated because it's changed a couple times in the past few years. But say right now, I'm I'm talking if you don't if you haven't joined, if you're making a new membership, uh, they usually offer 50% off of all new memberships. So no matter what type of membership you get the first time, you'll get 50% off. And so for example, uh, one month regular price is $13. Right now, if you get that. 
if you were a new member, it'd be you know six fifty somewhere around there. You can get anything from three months, a year, two years. Um, what I've personally done is I started in two thousand thirteen. Um, I used to do the year just because I was like a young kid and I was poor and I was paying for it for myself, so I couldn't keep. I couldn't do like two years, and I could save up you know um, the hundred and ten dollars, which it is for a whole year. That was I was able to do that. Um, Every year doing during Black Friday, they used to offer memberships at 75% off. They stopped doing that um, around three years ago. And so every Black Friday comes around, each, every membership is 50% off for every member. And I don't know if they're going to keep doing that. I don't know if it's going to go down to 25% or whatever it is. But that's usually the best time to get a deal if you're an active member. Uh, and you can buy multiple years every black friday so what i did this last year is i want to go i went ahead and bought three years for a 50 off or whatever it was just so i just so i would be good because i expected iRacing to get a boom at some point i didn't expect it to happen because of this uh situation we're going through right now but i imagine that iRacing would end up growing and so i just went ahead and bought a few years in advance now it's definitely grown i mean it's not uh still huge it's still kind of a niche market and because it's only on the one system technically uh it's still not huge but it's a lot bigger than it has been so if they offer that kind of discount each year obviously you're gonna need some sort of hardware involved also and i know they definitely uh give you some ideas of what you need what type of hardware do you need um as long as the equipment is okay or the hardware is okay, can you keep running that same hardware for years and years and years? Like, what do you really need? Because obviously they're going to be a little bit more involved to join and people are going to kind of want to know that, oh, if you say it's $100 per year, but I also need to buy certain items to play the game. Okay, and so, I mean, obviously this will vary. Like, if anybody's familiar with how, you know, PC culture is or whatever, usually everything's outdated within two months of release. And so depending if you're overclocking stuff, if you're finding things on on, on a deal on Newegg or whatever. Um, so everything constantly changed. They actually just, and I know this is outdated, but they just jumped up to DX11 a couple of years back where they were stuck on DX10 forever. And, and all the AAA games are, are running, you know, DX12 now. And for, for what that means is like, like you can technically run this on, on lesser equipment. I don't have an exact spec because they actually changed it on the iRacing Um website to where you can just it'll just scan your computer and tell you if you if you can run it or if you can't run it you need a decent you know de a decent computer um whether it's a processor whether it's a graphics card if you want to run it all out this game is pretty intensive when it comes to processing power when it comes to the graphics power if you want everything on since it's since your processor has to calculate um like what your car is doing in relation to the sim, in relation to the track, what other cars are doing in real time, in relation to their cars, their track, what the track is doing for like their rubber, their traction uh, equations. Like it has to process all of this in real time while also connecting you to the server, using your internet to process that back to your computer. And so it's a very intensive game. For those that are familiar with with games and everything, it's almost on par with Arma 3 in terms of uh, optimization and how, how intensive it can be, where like you could run on low settings with pretty much a potato, but if you if you want it on, on good um, equipment, you, you need a decent computer. For, like for example, what I use, for me I have an AMD FX uh, 8320E uh, processor, and then my graphics card is an MSI Radeon RX 470. Um, and for those of you that know, like that, that's pretty much, you know, medium bottom of the barrel stuff in this day and age. I bought all this stuff back in 2017. So that was top of the line back then. Um, 
as as long as you're not running something that's out of date, like from five years ago, uh, you you should be fine running it to where you can actually enjoy it at 60 frames a second, whether it's on low frame or whether it's on low settings or high settings. And would you say that's kind of where on the side you want at about 60 frames per second? You don't want any less than that, I'm assuming, especially in a racing sim, right? Yeah, I would I would argue that anything less than 60 frames can can easily hurt you on on your on your understanding of what's happening in front of you in the sim, whether you're racing, whether it's your reflexes, it's just easier and smoother for you to be able to tell. Like racing at, at 11 frames a second or, or like something like a slideshow will, will hurt you horribly uh, in, in relation to what you can do on the track. And does that keep you also from uh, what they call it, blinking, you know, kind of uh, disappearing and reappearing in, in front of someone? You know, we call it lagging in, in some other games, but... Mm-hmm. on the track they call it blinking because it literally a car will go from say the inside of the track all the way disappear in front of you as a driver and then be right in front of you or and you crash out or something mm-hmm. because of that so is that partly involved as well to keep you from doing that yeah so that that's relation to two things and as we get farther along like if, if you follow me on twitter if you, if you watch me race every weekend i i mean i love i racing it's fun but it's not you know, Jesus among men on earth, like it does have its issues. And that's usually what I talk about in my videos. But um, the blinking issue can be one of two main problems. One, it could be your internet service. So it's physically your computer not like staying in connection with the iRacing server. And so the iRacing server just doesn't receive you for a few, you know, milliseconds. So your car just physically disappears or your processor isn't powerful enough to um, like I said, update everything in real time with what's going on with all the cars on there. And so your computer basically, or your processor basically like, you know, kind of gives up for a few milliseconds and just stops, you know, sending that information back to the server as well. So that can be anywhere from an issue with your internet to your processor. And are you, would you say you want to actually physically, uh, connect your computer to the internet as almost with almost all gaming, if you want to kind of reduce that instead of, say, Wi-Fi? Yeah, ju- just like any other um, thing that you're using the Internet for, obviously an Ethernet cord is going to be the most direct way to, to maintain an Internet connection so you don't you know, end up bottlenecking the Internet or whatever would cause you to disconnect. And I feel like if non-gamers coming in looking for Ethernet cords right now at this time, they're almost all sold out because everybody working from home bought ethernet cords which they didn't need for years i mean the last time i had an Mm -hmm. ethernet cord was 10 years ago now as far as like the rig setup along with your hardware involved like what type of equipment physically uh for a rig do you need is it required can you play with mouse and keyboard okay so you technically i would not recommend playing with mouse and keyboard but you technically can. I've seen people, you know, as like a joke, they set their keyboard up and everything. Um, iRacing has been more friendly into trying to get more people into the sim, and so they they give much more like controller support now. I would still rec- I would still recommend for like you know the faster cars or when you when you know that this is something you want to spend time with. I would advise heavily advise getting a wheel. Um, but if you're using like an Xbox 360 controller or a PS4 controller or any other type of PC controller um you can set it up as long as it has you know an analog stick to turn with or i guess you could use a d-pad as well um but you can you can map everything just like you would a wheel so you can customize the controls on your controller for the gas brake uh for different you know cockpit adjustments or options in there i actually started 
um, on a 360 controller. And so as many people badmouth people who use controllers, that, that was the only way I could use it when I first started. So I used that for about um, four months back in 2013. And I was able to get high enough to realize that, well, you know what, I, I would need a wheel to continue to actually enjoy these faster cars. Because you start off on these slower cars that are easier to control uh, with a controller. Once you get up to, like, you know, a, a late model on the oval side or, like, you know, a, an F1 car on the road side, you, you need that fine adjustment that a wheel could do that you just can't use the controller for. And on your wheel, then, like, do you need physical brake because we see a lot of brake uh pedals and and accelerators um if you get a wheel do you have those buttons on your wheel so you can sort of simulate braking also if you, in case you don't have the pedals yet but if you're using a controller like if you use the um if you use the the triggers themselves like i think they have i think it's equivalent to like 60 points of um of like where the actual controller registers about 60 different like areas for the triggers themselves. Mm -hmm. And so if you're using that, like you have a bit more, like you're not just full throttle or off throttle. Whereas if you're using like buttons to control your, your brake and gas, you would just be either flooring it, flooring the gas, or you just be like slamming the brakes every time you hit one of those buttons. Gotcha. Okay. So it does have like a sensitivity level on there. So you're not just like hitting. Yeah. And it goes mm -hmm. from one extreme to the other. Now, obviously we've seen, like different rigs out there you have people that have three screens set up you have people that have one screen in front of them uh, some people are at a desk with the the darn uh wheel in front of them some have like the full rig set up around them where it's almost built like an actual car um so mm -hmm. you can see who has the better equipment not but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're the better drivers out there so what are the type of drivers or who drives on iRacing like anybody because anybody can join but where does it kind of go from like how do you move up the ranks or get better how does that all work and so iRacing actually put in pl place a pretty genius system at least from what i've seen because it keeps people who aren't really serious or who don't really care about stuff it keeps them in the lower division so basically whenever you join i'm going to keep using the oval side as an example just because that's what i prefer and so when you join you start off in the street stock rookie class which is one of the toughest tanks on the sim. It's super hard to destroy these cars. Um, their max speed on, on certain tracks is only like 100, 120. And they're, they're pretty hard to move around. They're pretty hard to spin out. They're pretty easy for beginners to, to, to learn what, what the sim is about. I mean, whether you're using a controller or a wheel, uh, you'll just slowly you know, practice and learn. You'll learn the fundamentals of racing. And it's just like driving a car in real life. I mean, as, as dumb as that sounds, you know, just, you know, paying attention, racing defensive will, will get you farther than that. So um, anyway, the system rewards people who race clean, who aren't wrecking into drivers, who aren't hitting the wall. As long as you're just keeping yourself clean or doing the best you can to do that, you'll easily get out of that division. Now, if you're if you're wrecking or if you're just, you know, treating it like, a, like NASCAR heat or something like that, you'll most likely stay in those divisions because you won't be able to get out because all, all that division wants you to do is just race clean. Once you get higher up, in different license class, which is that what they that's what they call it. So you start off as a rookie, then you get a D license, a C license, a B and A, and then if you put time and effort into it, you'll get a pro license. But to go through those licenses, that's where it rewards you for like winning races, finishing up high. The the beginning divisions are just you know we just need you to survive the race pretty much. So it's kind of a learning stage in the front, and if you really wanted to get like a few different tracks. 
um, mm -hmm. I guess, learn them well. You just keep on doing that same couple tracks, learn those, uh, and then run through those races. But each of these races then, they have there have to be other people that want to get involved. There's are certain times uh, that these races are available. Say like, you know, like a poker site, you can go and be like, oh, I want to join this uh, $100 tournament, but it's only going off at 10 a.m. on a Saturday. Is it kind of the same thing? Or is it enough or enough people playing now they can be like, okay, I want to join this track, this, and I'm on this level or this license that it's almost available at any time. Like how many people are doing this? And so a good example of, of what this is, if, if, if you're on that, if you're on WPT.com, it's basically the same thing for iRacing. And so there's always sessions going on either top of the hour, quarter past the hour, bottom of the hour, and so on and so forth. For pretty much every 15 minutes, there's an official race of some sort. And then on top of that, there's people just hosting uh, random races at any time. Uh, right now, uh, this is I'm saying this on Sun on Saturday, April 11th at 3:40 where I am. Um, there's 17,000 people on the service right now using it. Um, used to like four years ago, that was like 3,000, 2,000 uh, on a Saturday, and so we've seen an influx of people starting to use this. And so if you join now, you'll pretty much always have some sort of race to go into where there will be people to where there will be fields, and you'll be able to get matched with people who are in a similar skill range if you, uh, as you versus like playing and and even at midnight or whatever. Since this is a global, uh, if you choose to race, let's say at like 1 a.m. Eastern time or whatever, you could be racing against more people from you know the the european countries or like the south um african countries like pretty much every country on earth um, has has racers in some form or fashion on here right i'm assuming though that some of those european racers might be not so much on the nascar side of things as there are in like say formula one but i'm sure there's enough people still uh driving out there that are are into it now if you're just trying to uh get into a race then they're not going to allow someone with like license a to come in and race with uh your rookies right they're not going to allow it just to fill spots i'm assuming right mm -hmm. okay yeah and and so like for the rookie classes or for the rookie divisions only rookies can race there for every other license class you can technically have an a license race with a d license but uh, it actually punishes the A license more if they mess up or wreck. It'll punish them horribly because, like, the system knows that they shouldn't be racing with people that are D licenses. So if they don't win the race, they pretty much get punished and can risk actually losing an A license because of that. Sounds like uh, a major leaguer dropping down, doing some rehab in AAA, and then if they screw up, <laughs> they don't go back up. Um, all right, so uh, how did the pro drivers get involved with iRacing now i know there's different drivers and different reasons uh and different evolutions of their life but uh obviously this is what we see now on national tv on on select sundays right is this racing going on so how did they get involved in all of this and have they always been involved well i mean that's a loaded question because everybody comes from different backgrounds and i i have to give this little insight of what i've done on the sim so and this isn't me racing this is just me what i've done here so i've actually commentated for lsr tv and for different uh broadcast syndicates pretty much across the the sim over the years i'm heavily involved with a couple leagues that actually pay out and that actually you know communicate with these drivers and so i'll use i'll use logan clampett for an example because he's someone i consider a friend and that i've actually talked to here and there like for example he just hopped on 
you know, as as pretty much everybody else does, just running through rookies, running through the different divisions, meeting different people. And what actually develops in this community is you have race teams, you have people who chase, you know, certain division season wins, because uh, iRacing has seasons, and so every like th- every twelve weeks is divided into a season. So if say if you want to run uh, a late model season on the iRacing official series, you can just hammer those races all those twelve weeks. Well, long story short, people will get together, people will form teams, and people will actually aim for what was what used to be called the iRacing Peak Series. That was the Pro Series. That's what's being shown on um, TV on Tuesdays now, which is now the Coca-Cola series. Anyway, so all those guys actually form teams. They actually put in time and effort into it. Um, And for a timeline, if you wanted to race in that series right now and you started as a rookie probably today, if you actually put in time and effort, you could probably get into that series within like 2023. Pretty much everybody in that series has either been on the service for like four to five years, and it's taken about that long for those guys to get there. And so it's literally the best of the best off of, you know, like right now I got 17,000 people on here right now. Those 40 guys who race every single week, those are the best of the best of the oval circuit on there. And then they have different, you know, top series for, you know, your F1 guys, the IndyCar series. So all those guys there have, have put in the time and effort to get there. Would you say there have been people or drivers that like went through the ranks and converted their iRacing sim into an actual car? Well, like I mean, William Byron's famous for for racing on on iRacing way longer than he's been competing in NASCAR, as as everybody memes Rick Allen yelling his racing career start on a computer. Um, I mean, that's technically true. Where where William was practicing on here. Um, a lot of guys have either gone to iRacing because they can't afford to race in real life or to get practice for racing in real life. And over time, um, they'll use this practice and either purchase, you know, a real life car, whether it's like, you know, a four cylinder hobby stock or an A mod on dirt or whatever. A lot of these guys use this as a stepping stone to get themselves into a real life car, whether it's in NASCAR or whether that's a local track. They just use this to, to get a footing to know if they want to do this or not. All right, I think the uh, final thing here, because this is all informative, is people have been seeing League of Legends and Counter-Strike Global Offensive and stuff like that all over the internets and everything, watching those games. How does iRacing kind of differ from that, meaning like uh, I know there's a ton of different leagues out there for those other games. Do they have that for iRacing, or is it kind of you said there's certain people that will host or sponsor races. How is it kind of different or similar? Yeah, well, as I said earlier, and it and I understand it's probably confusing if you if you aren't new here. I mean, um, everything on on TV right now is just labeled iRacing series, and so you don't know who's who or what what who who judges everything. And so, I'll go from the top down. So iRacing themselves have the Pro Series, the official series, which is the Coca Cola. Uh, NASCAR or eNASCAR series right now. They have some for sports cars. They have some for Indy cars, F1 and all that. So that's the iRacing official um, series, like sanctioned by iRacing and whatever league they're working with. So it's NASCAR or IMSA or whatever that is. And then you also have people who have made leagues and series in the community. And so you have, and I'm going to be dropping names here, and so of just leagues I've raced in. So you have like the Winstill Cup Racing Series, which is the league I'm a part of that I promote. 
Um, we formed in 2016, just wanting to, to race as friends and we've kept it going for, for five years on the sim. And then you have different leagues who just started the same way formed by, by random sim racers on here who, who wanted to have a league or who wanted to race a certain schedule with their friends. And it's either grown into, you know, something big that's broadcasted each and every week or just something that stays around on the weekends. And it just like how some people go bowling every week or go play volleyball every week or go play pool you know every wednesday with their friends this is just another thing that people do you know once a week like oh i got a i got a league race my league race is every wednesday night at this time and so that, that's it, it can be anywhere from the pro drivers racing for hundreds of thousands of dollars to just your buddies racing each and every wednesday a good way to put good analogies there with like the pool leagues i know i have a bunch of friends that do that and you're right they every wednesday night at 10 o'clock we gotta go play pool or whatever and it ended up that if those teams did well, they got into a league, and then the winners of those leagues get sent out to Vegas every year uh, to play against like all the winning teams from around the country. So it's it's pretty neat how that all works out. Is there anything else that someone should know about iRacing or how to get involved? Because I feel like we've kind of nailed all the questions that people have with the iRacing sim, but was there anything that we left out that someone might need to know? What I would suggest to people who are getting in there, you don't need the most expensive rigs. Like like I said, last time I upgraded my computer was 2016, 2017. I still have the exact same wheel and rig that I have. It's a, it's a play seat that was sent to me from from the UK back in, in 2013 with a with a with a outdated G27 wheel and pedal. And for those of you that uh, know anything about it the the newest version of this wheel came out about four or five years ago i'm using the wheel that's almost, that's almost 10 years old um and so you don't need to spend you know three grand or four grand i know um on the nbc streams you'll see denny hamlin with a, a rig that he probably spent five grand on uh whereas you can see people building their own rigs out of pvc pipe out of wood uh using old car seats that they found in like a junker car at, at a local um junkyard and so it just varies so you don't need to, to spend you know ten thousand dollars on a computer and a rig you just need to um just find whatever works for you whether that's a controller for the very start or whether that's um if you find yourself enjoying this and thinking that you want to actually invest a lot of money or time into it you can do it then you don't have to jump in with you know a blank check and just you know spend all your money doing that all right all excellent points there and once again we'll leave links down in the description not affiliate links they're just links to some of this uh, equipment if you want to go get it to make your i racing sims more uh realistic for you uh brennan it was great having you on to talk about this i know it's something that's been booming because of what's happening with everybody staying at home. But I think maybe we've helped answer some questions for the people trying to get involved uh, with iRacing that want to really uh, start getting out there. And you know what? The best thing is you meet a group of people through there, becomes friends with them, and uh, kind of grow it from there. So thanks again for, for joining us, Brandon. I think we uh, got a very informative video for everybody to uh, get started. So uh, when's your next race right now? Well, since since uh, real NASCAR isn't going on, I've just put all my time and effort into the Winstill race. And so we race pretty much every Sunday. Um, if you're watching this and have iRacing, you can find us uh, under League Sessions on iRace or under um, the League's directory. You can actually just search Winstill, W-I-N-T-S-T-E-L, which is a combination of Winston and Nextel, just because we follow old-style NASCAR series. You can find us on Facebook if you want to join there. But we race every um, Sunday at 7:30 Eastern. Uh, we're off this week for Easter. 
Um, but that's a league that I've sponsored from my fantasy winnings because these are friends that I've used for years. And so we have a big race um, every January called the I Got Balls 250, which started off as a meme, as a, as a, as a joke name, but it's been around for, for eight years now. And so it's actually becoming uh, an actual well-known race. We paid out $8,000, or not 8000 we paid out $800 uh, this year of my own money. I, I ended up sponsoring that. I plan on doing that again um, next year. And we never offer an entry fee. We don't want to do that to people. We just want to give back to the community. And so each of our seasons, like for this season, I'm paying out $150 to the season ending points. Um, no entry fee. Anybody can join. You just have to, uh, you have to meet requirements that we have based on, you know, an iRacing profile and all that, but it's really easy. All you got to do is just, you know, be around, know what you're doing on iRacing and you can, you can get in, um, yeah, so next next Sunday is my, my next time. I pretty much always stream. And you can definitely reach them or either of us on Twitter. The handles are right down below. Uh, also, the same name on YouTube, Brandon Cruz DFS. So definitely uh, find them on there to get linked up, ask questions if we didn't cover anything. Leave comments down below. Uh, we'll reach out back to you so that you can get involved and start racing with the best of the best. Uh, best of luck to everybody out there. Uh, and good luck on the tracks. And good luck, Brandon. Thank you very much, everybody. Stay safe during this time. I'm, I'm hoping nobody's affected by this personally. And uh, hopefully we'll get back to uh, the real world at, at some point <laughs> before 2021. Hope you enjoyed the pod today. Got some great information there. If you have the ability to join up, definitely check out the links down below. You'll find all the information you need to uh, have a race with Brandon. And of course, if you have any questions, leave them down below or reach at either of us on Twitter. We'll be glad to talk you through the process and what it's all about. We'll see you there on the track. Be sure to check out other videos that we put up. Once we get back to sports, we'll be up there almost every day with different videos going up throughout the week. Thanks for tuning in. Keep dancing that music. Cheers.